Yeah, man. Hey, Lions fans, we got to celebrate, man. Woo! Yeah! Throw your motherfucking hands up, bitch. Oh, yeah! Woo! Yeah, that's right. Woo-hoo! That's right, bitch. Oh, yeah, niggas. It ain't over, niggas. Hey. Matthew Stafford is gone, bitch. Mr. 9 and 66. Damn, so this nigga really lost 10 straight to uh, above 500 teams, though? That's what's hot in the streets? 9 and 66, man. Man, dog, are you serious, doggy? Are you serious, big dog? 9 and 66. Lions fans. I mean, listen. Lions fans is definitely the top three dumbest group of fans ever. And unfortunately, I just rejoined. So maybe I can drop y'all to number five dumbest fans in the world. But nigga, I am fucking ecstatic. I've been waiting on this moment for the last eight years. For Matthew Stafford to be gone. I am on video on one of my old videos on YouTube titled Good Ain't Good Enough on rec- on the record saying that, you know, once Stafford gets traded, I'm back to being a Lions fan. I'm a Lions and Patriots fan. I've been that most of my life. But, you know, we got to continue celebrate, man. Cut another joint, man. Oh, yeah, bitch. Yeah, nigga. That's right. Get this bitch out of here, ho. Yeah. 9 to 66, nigga. Had the greatest generational receiver ever. And couldn't win a playoff game. It had a top two, top two defense in the league. Couldn't win. Top two. Top two offensive line in the world. Didn't even make it to the playoffs. Ran the best coach we ever had in Jim Caldwell the fuck out of here. Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn with their bullshit. Dealt with Matt Millen and his fuck shit. Whoever this GM is, we got three, we got two first round picks and a third round pick for staff for for and Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. Isn't it great? Get this nigga the fuck out of here, man. Get this nigga. I'm so fucking happy. I mean, Jared Goff is not better than Matthew Stafford. I'm not going to get it twisted or fucked up. I'm going to tell the honest to God truth. I'm going to tell the honest to God truth. Jared Goff is not better than Matthew Stafford. I'm for the record. But Jared Goff is a young quarterback with a whole lot to learn, despite him doing something that Matthew Stafford hasn't done, which is win playoff games. Let's look at Jared Goff's playoff record, man. Let's look at what Jared Goff has done with his life, man. Because we we getting into this shit. I know it's supposed to be NBA music talk, but today 
you know, it's a celebratory day in the history of Quentin Cleary's life. All right. I hated Matthew Stafford from day one. I never was a fan. I fucking hate this nigga. Straight up. Let's look at Jared Goff's record, career record. 42 and 27. Now I understand that, you know, he's had some of the best defenses ever, but we've, but you know, the Lions had the number two defense in the world and couldn't win a playoff game. Meanwhile, Jared Goff, who's had a similar team, took his team to the Super Bowl. Now, his career 42 and 27 record, 63% quarterback completion rate. He he threw for sixty seven percent this year and was nine and six, and he threw for three thousand nine hundred fifty two yards. That's not bad. You know, twenty touchdowns and thirteen interceptions. That's got to change. But first career one hundred and seven and fifty five. He's played uh, how many seasons? He's played five seasons. Okay, that's not bad. That's pretty fucking good, man. Look at the playoffs. Oh, yeah, something Matthew Stafford might not never know nothing about. All right, let me see something, man. Where the fuck is this playoff stats at, man? Let's pull that up real quick. I know I ain't got no beats on. Hold the fuck up. Playoff career is two and three. That's okay. That's not bad. And 57% this year, though. He threw 65%, 30, 46, two touchdowns to no interceptions in the playoffs. Something he might not never know nothing about. But 2-3 and three is not bad. It's better than 0-3. Oh All right. But, hey, man, I got, I got, you know, I got last, I got my last words for Matthew Stafford. I got to pull it up on YouTube. Just hold on. Hang in there for a second. Exactly. Get this nigga all the way the fuck out of here. 13 fucking years and you ain't won a playoff game. With gener- with the one I mean, I'm gonna say this. Calvin is the greatest generational talent of that era. Pure talent. Pure. Wasted away 9 years of a pro- professional career. When Calvin retired, he was on pace he was the third best receiver that had nine seasons logged in. He was not only not better than Torrey Holt and Jerry Rice when it comes to, you know, passing yards. You wasted a generational talent. You made Nadamakan Sue leave. Now, again. Despite the Stafford slander, I am an admitted Stafford hater for one. Number two, it's about 30% his fault, not 100% his fault. Because here's why I just don't fuck with this nigga. He's not a go-getter for one. He doesn't go and get playoff victories. 
He doesn't go and get it when it's time to. He had a majority of those fourth quarter comebacks against losing teams. He doesn't beat above 500 teams. And I'm going to continue to count even when he's on the Rams. You're in a division where all, all, you know, the whole division could be above 500. Especially if the 49ers are 100% healthy next year and Kyler Murray stays healthy. All right, man. Let's look at Matthew Stafford's play playoff record before we get into the show. All right, because I'm celebrating, man. Hey, let me play one more song. Let me play one more song before we go, man. I just want to play one more. Just as, this is another celebratory song, man. Yeah. All right, let's look at Stafford playoff record. 74, 90, and 1. Completion percentage, 62.6. What was golf's again? Let's go back to golf, man. What was Jared Goff's? 63.4. Hmm. That's a very interesting stat right there. Hold on. 63.4. Oh, Jared Goff has a better career percentage than Stafford. Oh, shit. 282 touchdowns to 144 interceptions. Let's go back to Jared Goff, man. Man, they won't let me. I fucking hate it. But guess what? Nah, y'all not getting away with this. It's all about the Benjamins. What? All right, all right, all right. right. Let me stop playing, man. Let me stop playing. Let me get to the real shit. Anyway, let's make make the comparisons, man. We doing this shit. 107 to 55? All right. That ain't bad. Let's look at Matthew Stafford's season. 26 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. That's good. He did better on that front than Jared Goff. I think Stafford's better, but the but the record though, five and eleven versus nine and six. You do the math. That playoff record. Let's look, Matthew Stafford's playoff record is zero and three. A fucking bum. I mean, you know, Stafford's top fifteen quarterbacks, whatever the case may be. I give him that. But I'm celebrating, man. Honestly, I feel like Jared Goff has a better future than Matthew Stafford does. That's just me. I think Jared Goff is quicker, too. He can get out the pocket. You know, Matthew Stafford run like them fat motherfuckers on my 600-pound life. Let's talk about it. But let's get off it, man. I can talk about this shit all day. Let's move on to hot takes on NBA, which is really my lane anyway, man. Nikola Jokic, man. Nikola motherfucking Jokic. The motherfucking Joker. Let's talk. Let's talk to him. They beat the shit out of the Utah Jazz, who is the best team in the West. 128 to 117. Oh, Bogdanovich had 29. Oh, Lord. Donovan Mitchell in his first game back was 3 of 12. 
Get your weight up, young man. All right, Nikola Jokic, 47, 12, and 5. Now, I got a question for y'all. Y'all can send me, you know, I already posed the, the question on Facebook. Nobody's responding, so just respond to me on here, whatever, with a response. Does this make Joker top five player in the league? Now, me, I say maybe. Um, well, Barton had 18. Jamal Murray had 16. Compazzo had 11 off the bench. Now, here's my problem with Mike Malone, man. I fucking hate him as a coach. I really do. He does not go deep into his bench. Like Zeke Naji, Zeke Nanaji should be playing. He's a he would like I said when they picked him, I was fucking excited. Cause Zeke Naji can is high energy. He remind me of Anderson Verajao, except he not soft like Verajao. But I'm just talking about on the energy front, and this nigga refuses to play him. Can you imagine him and Jermichael Green out there? And then Bobo only got one minute and 39 seconds. I hate Mike Malone. I can't wait till they fire him and get him a better get them a better coach that likes to go 10-11 deep. Because this team would be a championship contender. Michael Porter Jr. is wasting away. 19 minutes? You gotta be fucking kidding me right now. Man, fuck out of here with the whole shit. You can't be fucking serious. And then, Utah Jazz. Where the fuck is you, Udoka Azabuki? Like, y'all drafted this nigga to back up Rudy Gobert, and I don't see him. Like, this nigga in the, pre in the preseason was balling. Where he at, though? Like, at least play him three minutes to, you know, for some quick fouls. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's a lot of dudes that I feel like deserve some clock out there. At least, you know, to get some experience. Because if they don't have the experience, the team is not going to perform well in the playoffs because all them niggas is going to be dog shit tired. But last week, um, I missed one of the soundtracks. It's, this is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. It came out in 1998. It was the Wu soundtrack, right? You know, Wu is a, uh, a comedy that's a cult classic, but got, you know, shit on by the critics and the, at the theater or whatever, but it was a fu very funny movie. But the soundtrack was 100 times better. Wu is a top three soundtrack of the 90s and 2000s. I mean, it had that record with Charlie Baltimore. MC Light did the theme song for the movie, Hot Fire. Okay, Noriega had a song with this female. I forgot her name. You know, she didn't do nothing else after that, so that's why I forgot the chick name. Um, that song was pretty dope. Nice little sample. Cameron had 357 on there. Like 357, one of Cameron's hardest songs ever. Like Heavy D had a banger on there with McGruff from the motherfucking Children of the Corn. Eight Ball. I think Eight Ball and MJG had a song with Psycho Drama on that bitch. If y'all from the Midwest, y'all know who that is. I mean, y'all you know, real rap rap niggas know. Um, 
fuck, it was other songs on that bitch, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, Mint Condition had a joint on there. Brownstone had a great fucking song on there. I see what Michael Jackson seen in them. You know, because a lot of people don't know Brownstone was signed to MJ. A lot of people don't know that. But anyway, let's move on to Kyrie and Kimba. It's a lot of folks that I see on my timeline saying that Kimba Walker is better than Kyrie Irving because Boston performed better with Kimba in the lineup than Kyrie. Let me tell you something. Um, Kyrie is way better than Kimba Walker. There's no really, there's not really a, a conversation for that. Kyrie is an NBA champion. And Kimball Walker folded like a goddamn lawn chair in the Eastern Conference Finals. Everybody wants to say, he was hurt. He was hurt. He needed surgery. Nigga Kyrie got hurt. A couple of times. I don't want to hear that shit. And when Kyrie got hurt and when Kyrie wasn't on Cleveland, did they ever win another championship? No. Kimball Walker was on the Charlotte Hornets. They made the playoffs, but did they win a game? I don't remember that. Before Kimball Walker went to Boston, did he ever win a playoff game? No. Neither did Kyrie. Before, you know, the powers that be got to Cleveland. But I believe that, you know, if Kyrie and those losers went to the playoffs, they would have got one game off of somebody. That's just me. Then another problem is Kimba is undersized. That kind of holds him back a little bit. Kyrie is just the perfect size. And Kyrie got better handles, more consistent jump shot, better finisher at the rim. I'm, And then, you know, obviously the championship definitely helps him. You know, Kyrie's a uh, a high a uh, uh, all time great. Kimball Walker is not. So let's end that debate, man. Let's end that. Iman Shumpert is a Brooklyn net. I mean, it's good to see Iman Shumpert back on the court in New York. Iman Shumpert was underrated when he was playing. Defensive wise, his shot came and went, but you know. He was a stopper. You know, he could lock up all the guards. I mean, but then again, you already got somebody like that on the team and Bruce Brown, who's younger. But from what I hear, this was a Kyrie thing. Kyrie was the one that got Amon Shumpert there. Um, word around the YouTube streets, and according to uh, a, a viable source on, to, on 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 YouTube, who I follow, uh, I'm a credit ticket TV for this. Um, there's a rumor out there that Bradley Beal will not get traded. Washington, what are you doing, man? I feel sorry for Wizards fans because. When Wall and Beal was there, y'all was contending for playoff person shit, winning playoff games, almost getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, to just tanking. 
I thought with at least Denny that this team would be better, but they're not any good. And then adding Russell Westbrook kind of made them worse. Honestly, if I'm Washington, I'm counting my ducks in a row. I'm trading Bradley Beal for the best offer right now because he can get you value. But, I mean, I guess if if Bradley Beal is happy, <laughs> which I know he ain't, I mean, that's my, I, I you know, ideal destination. Someone told me today that Dallas should be a, a, a spot for him. And I kind of like that. I want Bradley Beal on the Sixers. Sixers fans, y'all know what the fuck is up. Yeah, I know a lot of Philly Philly 76ers fans and all that shit. Shit, I shit, I'd rather have him than Danny Green. <laughs> I trade Ben Simmons right now for Bradley Beal. Straight up. I mean Indiana Pacers could definitely use um uh Bradley Beal services with Karis LeVert being out. Shit, the Milwaukee Bucks could use Bradley Beal right now. Because that, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo's alright, but he would be gone in that deal. Shit, nigga, I'd trade. Hell, I'll even give up Brooke Lopez to get that nigga, man. Fuck it, man. And let Bobby Portis start. Portis is a beast, man. He nice. Luca and Dallas are underperforming. Why? Now, I know why. There's no interior presence that will scare you. You understand? The Dallas Mavericks are sitting at a, a horrid 8 and 12. Luca Doncic's. Uh, efficiency is down. He's shooting horrible from the field, especially from the three-point line. A lot of this has to be put on him since he's the best player on the team. But a lot of it has to do with Dallas's roster. They experienced a lot of losses. They lost Seth Curry to free agency. He was a big part of that team. And then it's just Jalen Brunson adjusting. Uh, The rookies, they're not necessarily as good as I thought that they would be. Dwight Powell is not like a... And Willie Cauley-Stein are not really threats. Or Maxi Kleba, like these dudes. And then they don't have any bench scoring. And, uh, you know, Josh Richardson, I I thought he was going to be a piece that was going to help them, but... He's just doing okay. But, um, yeah, and then Dallas just doesn't have great perimeter defense. They don't have any 3 and D guys. They don't have enough 3 and D guys. So, I think Dallas should be in the market for Bradley Beal and Andre Drummond. If they get one... Or both of these players? Shit. You know, next episode, 
I'm gonna talk about what moves need to be made. That's what I'm gonna be on. What teams? Matter of fact, it's gonna be a, a a very you know it's gonna be a lengthy episode. So be prepared. In the words of the Lion King, be be, be prepared, nigga. The Bucks lose back to back games to the Ball Brothers. They lose to they lost to the Pelicans. Lonzo Ball had 27 points. A lot of people are writing this man off. Pel- even the, his own team because they couldn't come to an agreement on a contract extension. So I hope Lonzo wins, man. Him and his brother. Then the Bucks lose to the Hornets. Is this a cause for concern? Yes. I mean, let's see how Giannis is doing this season individually. See, where am I at with this process? 25 minutes? That's actually great. Let's take a look at uh, Giannis's numbers here. I need to see something. Jesus, Bradley Beal is averaging 35 points a game. God damn. Giannis is still averaging 28, 11, and 6. Those are his normal numbers. So he's doing his part. So I'm not going to necessarily blame Giannis, but I am going to place a little bit of blame on him. I feel like Giannis has all the gifts in the world, but he only turns his gifts on when he feels like it. You know, there were certain games that big games that he was absent for you know against Miami you know against Toronto where he sat the last minute of a game you know what I'm saying Giannis is just you know I feel I felt like LeBron was at that same point at that stage of his career where he was a little bit timid and wouldn't grasp the moment despite having great talent and beautiful gifts Giannis I feel like you know I I thought Holiday and the acquisitions they made were great but I feel like the Bucks need another piece to get over top in the East you gotta remember Philly is the best team in the East record wise the Brooklyn Nets are surging you know they have three superstars so the Milwaukee Bucks gotta make and, and the Nets are gonna make a big move at the deadline. So stay tuned, man. Last but not least, JJ Reddick. There's rumors that he's gonna get bought out by the New Orleans Pelicans. And he's being recruited by the Brooklyn Nets, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Boston Celtics, allegedly. According to a few sources, not them fake ass Chris Broussard sources, but um, JJ will help all of them. But one problem: Brooklyn Nets don't need JJ Redick. They got enough guards. They got a hundred guards on their goddamn team. They need big men, shot blockers, and maybe another three and D guy. Philadelphia 76ers get Reddick back. 
They're my favorite to come out the East, not the Nets. Young Metro just doesn't trust the Nets because now that's a bad matchup for the Nets, the Sixers. I'm picking the Sixers if they get J.J. Reddick back. So now you got Seth Curry, J.J. Reddick, and Danny Green. Get the fuck out of here, dog. Boston? Yes, I agree. Peyton Pritchard and J.J. Reddick. Aaron Neesmith, those are three guys that can fill it up from three, but Boston need to get bigger. They need to play Taco Fall a little bit more because of size and he's six fouls, not because he's skilled offensively. But that's my show, man. I appreciate y'all for listening to the show. Damn, sound like I got a lisp, even though I do not. This is the new shit. Celebration. And I'm out of here. And oh yeah, man. Last song I'm going to play for the celebration. I forgot to play this one, y'all. I forgot, man. Forgive me, Kanye. Forgive me, yay. But, um, yeah, this is the Stafford is gone celebration right here, nigga. I love it, nigga. Yeah, y'all remember this shit? Grab a drink, grab a glass. After that, after that, Matthew Stafford's ass. He's fucking ass, and I'm out. <laughs>